Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Is you have this base that has protein and fiber, right? You have a ton of veggies. Then we added a layer of protein potentially with the, you know, ground beef, lamb, or chicken. And then you've got the flavor, the fixings with the capers, the pickled things, the spices, the fresh herbs. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Megan, I want to do a very quick episode right now. Do it. On something that I think, I hope will be really helpful to our listeners. The nachos recipe was so popular, right? Yes. So this idea of like taking foods that we that we like, that we know our kids like, that maybe some people have thought of for serving for dinner, but maybe just like every once in a while. Or even don't think of as dinner. Like right. Nachos are a snack. No. Their dinner. Go listen to that episode. Yeah. And like doing more things like that, showing how an ingredient or a dish that you maybe didn't realize can become part of your regular weekly dinner rotation can be and should be. I feel like we need a drum roll from Samantha. Together in person, like, you saw my booby shake. It's so good. <laughs> Stacy, tell us. Hummus. Hummus is legit dinner. Yes. Here's how to do it. Let's talk about it today, okay? Okay. Great. So, have you ever served hummus for dinner with your family? How do your kids feel about it? My kids love hummus. My four-year-old would eat hummus with a spoon, actually, and does. So, we have turned hummus into legit dinner a handful of times, although I think we serve it more as part of like snack platter where we have a big thing of hummus and we have lots of dippy things. And maybe we also have some ranch dressing and they go crazy for those kinds of dinners because they're obsessed with snacks and they feel like snacks as dinner is the most fun. But you can turn it in, you can turn hummus into dinner in other ways. And actually you were telling me last night that it's like a part of culture Yeah, like throughout the Middle East. It's funny because people think hummus is a Greek thing too, and it's actually totally not. We don't really eat hummus in Greece. We have fava beans, 
and they'll make a dip out of fava beans and dips out of yogurt. But hummus is, from what I understand and my experience, a Middle Eastern thing. So from Turkey and, you know, further south and east. But um, I was first introduced to the idea when I went to visit Israel. I don't know, maybe like, oh, if Isaac is 12, it was probably like 14 years ago. Okay. And it was a revelation to me. This was before I had kids. Isaac's my oldest. And I was like, oh, like there are places, fast, casual places that are dedicated just to hummus. Like, but it has a name. Yeah. Hummusidia. Or no, no, it's not hummusidia. It's something else. I'll link to it in the show notes. Okay. Hummusidia or something. I'm totally butchering this, I'm sure. Totally embarrassing. Sorry, people out there. <laughs> um, but they but, have names. But this trip to Israel inspired you to serve hummus for dinner regularly now that you do have a family? Actually, no. So I totally forgot about it. That was a revelation. I came home. I had Isaac maybe two years later. And, you know, then he's a baby. He likes hummus. Then Oliver and he likes hummus. And I don't think about it until one time I go to visit my sister in New Orleans. And this was before she had kids. And she was like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. And they had a hummus for dinner platter. It wasn't an Israeli or Middle Eastern restaurant. It was like just a fast, casual place. And it was hummus with shredded chicken on top, chopped olives, like a little feta cheese, and some other things like chopped cucumbers, chopped tomatoes, almost like an Israeli chopped salad. Yeah. And then warm pita. And she's like, oh, this is one of my favorite things to get here. I was like, oh my gosh. And you're like, duh, because it's delicious. Right. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they do this in Israel all the time with all different toppings. And at the time, I had very little kids who loved hummus. And that's when it clicked. Like, that's when all the pieces came together. So now we do it pretty regularly. And do you make hummus from scratch? Do you buy store-bought hummus? Some combination of the two? What's your strategy? Yeah, I definitely personally do some combination of the two. I would love to say that I make hummus from scratch all the time. Who wouldn't? I mean, it's actually like (laughs) fairly easy and more delicious, but like I... It's a time thing, right? Like dedicating 20 minutes to do it. Yeah. I will say though, and I know you feel similarly, so we should give our local plugs, at least in the show notes, that Tribe, Sabra, these are great, easy, accessible brands that have brought hummus to everybody in America. So I am thankful they are good, they work, and we'll talk about how we can dress them up. But also explore your local options. Right. Because there are tons of little shops that make it, whether it's like your co-op and they make it in-house and package it, or whether it's a true like hummus shop and that's all that they do. And you can get more interesting flavors that way, I think, like flavored hummuses. Hummus? Hummai. Hummus. Hummus. <laughs> Let's say the way they do really hummus. I was trying to make a joke about it being oh, uh, Hamai. Anyways. <laughs> Where's this Hamai like multiple portions <laughs> yes. or like lots of little chickpeas in the Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. So yes to buying local hummus wherever you are, not just the big brands. Because you'll get more interesting and more flavorful stuff. I too wish I was a person who made hummus from scratch regularly. I don't. I maybe make it a couple times a year. I know how easy it is. 
And I still don't. I feel you. And you know what? That's, again, that's the beauty of the show. Like, we had differences on the chicken nuggets episode. I was like, bread your cutlets. I don't I buy, the like, frozen. buy the frozen ones. Yep. And then in mac and cheese, or in the pasta episode last week, we had something. Oh, what was it? That we did like I was like about. make pasta from scratch oh, yes. and you were like I'll never make pasta yeah. from scratch which is fine but here we both agree that you don't have to make hummus from scratch though we should talk about there's different sort of um levels of homemade hummus right yes like you can take canned chickpeas drain them and turn them into hummus in the food processor or you can buy dried chickpeas Soak them if you need to, or cook them in the instant pot so you don't have to. Cook them till they're soft and then turn those into hummus, which honestly is my favorite way if I'm going to make hummus. I feel like it makes a much smoother, much creamier, amazing hummus if I cook the chickpeas from scratch. But I honestly don't make time for that on the regular. I agree. And the ingredients are super simple, right? Like it's chickpeas, it's tahini, it's Lemon juice, garlic, salt, sometimes a little olive oil or a little water to thin it, depending on how you like it. And that's it. And then you can add herbs and other flavorings if you want to. So it is super simple, but let's not get too far off track in talking about homemade hummus and talk about strategies for making it dinner. Yeah. So I will say, though, real quick on the homemade hummus thing, that it, at its core, I believe it's just chickpeas and tahini mm. and like some oil. Like, yeah. You don't have to add garlic. You don't have to add oil. I do too, though, Yeah. by the way. But yes, I want to make a plug for a particular recipe. Okay. So we're going to make it homemade. Um, Michael Solomonov. So yes. He's a restaurateur who's now become famous to foodie people in the entire country. But he's based in Philadelphia and he does Israeli cooking. He has a cookbook called... Oh, I'll put it into the show notes because I don't remember anything. But anyway, his from scratch tahini is delicious. And one of the like takeaways there is to add some baking soda to the water that you cook the dried chickpeas in. Because it softens the skins and it, just... and it makes this the chickpeas softer and therefore your hummus more smooth. So that's great. Guess where there's a recipe for an in-between... Hummus recipe. Get ready. cookbook called Make It Easy, which you can buy on Amazon and we will link to in the show notes. See, that was Megan plugging it, not me. I will. I love you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow, this this episode took a turn. It took, took a, a dark turn. turn. Okay, okay. Anyway, Back so, to the subject at hand. So, the hamai. Yes, about hamai. So, yeah. Um, that's a place where you can get a quick and easy one, but also the internet is full of them, full of recipes to make quick hummus. Now, making it dinner, I think that the key is just delicious toppings. Because the truth is, hummus is the star, but if you're going to end up using, like, if you're going to very quickly throw together a hummus or use a store-bought, maybe you don't even find your favorite brand, that's okay. That's just kind of the foundation. And then whatever you put on top, can be super delicious. You want to finish with a great olive oil. And I, I think people should go back and listen to the spice episode. Yeah, and add some spices to the top. Sprinkles, savory sprinkles. I'll turn anything into sprinkles. I love it. Right? <laughs> sumac. Sumac. I am. I have such a love affair of sumac. 
but even cardamom in a savory Ooh. way on top of hummus. <gasps> I've never tried that. Zatar. Zatar for sure. Yep. So let's talk about what people can top their hummus with to make it. Okay. Can I? Kids. Let me let me tell you one thing, Stacey, which that I forgot to Listen, add. Linda. <laughs> which I forgot to add to last week's episode, which is sometimes we use hummus as a sauce for pasta with a little bit of pasta water. So another reason to keep it on hand always. Okay. I've never done that. That's genius. It makes it super creamy. It's like instant sauce with a little pasta water, a little olive oil. Okay. What are delicious toppings for hummus? We should talk a little bit about the actual logistical, like you pull the tub out of, mm-hmm. of hummus out and then are you putting the hummus just on a plate? Is it better to put the hummus in a bowl and kind of like spread it out like the hummus places do and then put the toppings on top? Yeah. So I, I personally like to do a shallow bowl that's big and wide because you want everybody to scoop in and you want them to have like a little bit of hummus, like from the bottom of the plate, but then all the toppings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you spread it all out, not too thin, but also not too thick because you don't want like huge. Yeah. You kind of want to be able to get ev- a little bit of hummus in every serving. Right. And then you want to spread the toppings over all the top, like spreading them kind of evenly about Again, so every spoonful has some, leaving about like an inch width of a rim of the hummus around. And then you're going to drizzle the out of olive oil on top. And again, those spices. Okay. And then that I think it's veggies next. Yeah. So like my favorite go-to, because if I'm doing this, it's usually because I need a dinner that comes together. It's on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. So for the 10 minute version... I call them lunchbox veggies because I buy them every week, even if I haven't meal planned, even if I haven't made a grocery list. I always have cherry tomatoes. I always have cucumbers. I always have red peppers in my fridge. So you put a quick chopped salad together. I love roasted vegetables. Yes. Yes. Whether they're cold, like leftovers, or you roast them intentionally for the hummus. And you bring up a really good point because you can put cold you can put warm, you can put room temperature veggies and things on top of hummus too. Yes. So roasted cauliflower. We had in Austin roasted eggplant that was like almost car- crispy caramelized. It was insanely delicious. Yep. Roasted carrots. Yep. Ooh, good one. Sweet potatoes. All the roasted vegetables. I mean, basically whatever your kids will eat. Yeah. Put that on top, whether it's cold or warm. Then we should talk about proteins to go on top. Chickpeas, whether they're crispy roasted chickpeas or they're just like straight up out of the can, are a great one. What else, Stacey? You said roasted chicken. Uh, Yep, roast chicken. It can be leftovers or any leftover chicken that you have in the house or pick up a rotisserie. I also love sautéing some ground beef. Oh, yeah. Or ground lamb. Ground lamb is beautiful if your kids will eat it. And season it with those spices. And so incredible as a topping. So, so delicious. And then I would say the last layer should be fresh herbs. Yes. Even if it's just parsley and you could serve your kids the first couple layers and then put the fresh herbs on if your kids are for some reason not into it. But I think that's a great way to introduce them to fresh herbs. I agree. And I think, you know, what's wonderful about this type of cooking is that parsley, dill, Scallion, chives, and cilantro all go beautifully with this, either alone or in some combination. Pretty much any of them work beautifully together. And then that olive oil. It has to be really high quality olive oil that you drizzle over the top. And warm pita. 
and warm pita. And do you ever do like other acids like lemon juice or a little sherry vinegar or red wine vinegar on top? I feel like adds a ton of flavor, especially if you're utilizing leftovers as proteins and you're serving them cold, like give them a little heat of acidity. Yes. Yes. This is like the nachos episode. Yeah. And also olives, I just realized. Oh gosh, we didn't even talk about our capers or anything else that's pickled would be, is so delicious on here. Pickled onions, if Ooh. you make them ahead of time, but, but yeah, pickled Actually, onions. you can make pickled onions like really quick I on mean, the fly too. I know, I But probably we both if you're do. doing this, <laughs> you're not doing that. But yes, love that. Capers is a great idea. Um, and then crumbled feta. Cheese me. Cheese me. Crumbled what feta. What Goat cheese. Goat cheese. You could even do a cubed hard cheese, like a cheddar, well, semi-soft, like a cheddar. Or you could do grated Parmesan or peeled Parmesan on there too, depending on the flavor profile. And then what you have is you have this base that has protein and fiber, right? You have a ton of veggies. Then we added a layer of protein potentially with the, you know, ground beef, lamb, or chicken. And then you've got the flavor, the fixings with the capers, the pickled things, the spices, the fresh herbs. And we're talking about building a whole serving all together. But honestly, you could build into like lay out the mise en place, the little bowls of your veggie, your chopped veggies, your your protein, your cheese, and let everyone build their individual bowls, which would be great for entertaining too. And I love that this is kind of like a low carb meal, if that's something that's important to you. Like you don't have to add grains at all and you can serve pita as an optional on the side. I would also say pita chips and then it's truly like dip for dinner. You could even use tortilla chips or potato chips if you really wanted to and just switch up the flavor profile. I actually really love tortilla chips with hummus because I think tortilla chips are more aggressively salted than pita chips. And I love the balance of that and the earthy tahini. So I'm, I am, I am here for your tortilla chips, which might mean that we're just saying this is another way to do nachos for dinner. Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) Oh, quick plug also for soft cooked eggs or hard boiled eggs. Yes. I'm recently obsessed with jammy eggs and doing them in the instant pot, which we have a whole how to cook eggs in the instant pot on our Instagram in our IGTV highlight. Yes. So be sure to check that out. So, I mean, I think we covered it. That's it. 20 minutes and you can have hummus for dinner and it is a legit dinner. We want to hear your ideas in our listeners group. You can find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. The answer to the secret question is whiskey. Most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. It helps people discover us, know that they're going to like us when they hear from other busy parents like you. And plus, we just like reading them. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Until next week, stay sane and well-fed. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, well, um, oh, a fish eyeball.